0: Hello and welcome to our Salesforce United episode, a podcast about Salesforce and people who work with it. Here we discuss engineering discoveries, professional secrets, and careers of our guests. My name is Volha Molatilova, I'm a Salesforce enthusiast,
1: and to my delight, your host. Dear listeners and guests, welcome to our podcast. My name is Olga Dmitrieva, a Salesforce software testing engineer. In this podcast, we aim to delve into the world of Salesforce and provide our audience with valuable insights from the industry's best experts and professionals. And it is my great pleasure today to introduce a highly esteemed member of our Salesforce community, our guest speaker. Eugene Konstantinov. Eugen is a head of Salesforce practice at EPAM Systems. Moreover, he is a highly skilled and accomplished organizational and engineering manager with a proven track record as a people manager and a solution architect with over nine years of practical experience in the Salesforce ecosystem. Hello, Eugen. We really appreciate you being with us today.
2: Hi, Zir. Hi, Olga. Uh, Hi, Olga (laughs) as well. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, nice to meet you guys here and I'm ready for your questions. Hope it will be interesting for our listeners.
0: Great. Uh, So, Dan, um, I would like to start with uh, your career shift because you started as a software engineer and then grew towards the head of the practice. So, what motivated this transition and uh, what was the main reason behind it?
2: Uh, Well, let's make a step back and as you said, I started as a software engineer like almost 10 years ago or maybe more and i went through the this journey like the software engineer then i was involved more into the uh, kind of salesforce consultant responsibilities uh, plus architect stuff and uh, probably it was logically for me like i already passed the software engineer journey Uh, i already achieved some results i passed the. Are not past because the architect is something that you can grow every day but as uh, for myself i saw the like, perspective for me to like manage people more than uh, be a technical guy but still i want to be a technical guy so and it was the great opportunity for me to join epam as the software engineer manager because uh like some part of me on all my journey was about uh, how like i was interested in how to manage and leading people make them better grow the organization so that that's why i'm here and uh, it's great that i had enough capabilities to grow in this role and join this title that's like long story short
1: and in light of the previous question about the management i would like to ask you about the dual responsibilities how do you manage to balance your technical
2: expertise
1: with the managerial responsibilities during your work
2: actually it's kind of going in a natural way so uh since i have this technical background I would say is following in the places and situations where I need to use my technical background I able to use it Uh, every time I need to remember that I like I'm about the organization development so and uh, even if I have some technical background so it's better to share it with someone uh, and let these people do anything that probably will be important for our organization it's kind of the creation of the mentoring program it's the some courses uh, etc etc so using the technical background it's easier to speak with the people who is in my team they're mostly technical people uh, and they uh, they can be ensured that I'm with them, I'm uh, know what about I'm speaking, and so uh, I would answer the following: so that usage of the technical background helps me to motivate and encourage people to do something for organization, because again, we so are developers mostly. I'm was a developer, and we can find these um, points, connect them, and the people will will be more trust. If you have the technical background and ask people to do something in terms of the organization development.
1: Great. So, uh, thank you very much. It is a really powerful skill set for doing something very special for the organization you're working for. Okay, Eugen, and could you please uh, tell me how do you approach building and leading a high-performing team, especially with remote teams? Because we all know that a high-performing team is very crucial for business
2: success. Yeah, it's a good one and a tough one at the same time, uh, because like, when people are all remote and uh, in IPAM we have almost all our people working remotely from uh, different countries, from uh, different cities, it's uh, very crucial to be ensured that people at least communicate with themselves uh between themselves uh with their management uh, with their resource managers etc etc so uh, in our case so first of all we have some regular meetings where people uh, people can um, talk to each other or talk to them myself asking questions i can provide an update my resource managers that uh, in my organization structure doing the same so it's the first step how to um, keep people in communication with each other so also sometimes we are uh, we, it's, it's not specifically for my organization, but I believe it helps people to also feel that they are in the company, that they are in some practice, etc. We are uh, conducting some events in terms of the Salesforce United where the, we have a speakers, people join such kind of events, listen something so they are aware of what happens in the Salesforce practice and uh, they see that we are growing, we are moving forward we are trying to involve people in the different initiatives. It's also very important. So you are like on remote, you are at home, you are not in office, you don't see your colleagues, but when you start working on initiatives, you can see and collaborate with the colleagues, for example, from a different project and you are not able to meet them like in the office, on the coffee point or something like that, you can uh, speak about like Initiative or some uh, other uh, side topics, etc. So it's something how we can organize. Also, in EPAM globally, we, like, again, it's not related only to the Salesforce practice or uh, specific organization. We have events, what will be in events, sometimes offline events that uh, every EPAM is welcome and where people can communicate also with each other. So I believe this can at least keep people on the mm, good level of the communications, even if they are on the remote, full remote for someone. So that's that's something that we are uh, trying to um, keep in our organization and grow.
0: So during your career I'm sure you've overcome different challenges and it would be interesting to compare which main technical challenges you've overcome as uh, developing in this career and then which uh, managerial challenges you've overcome as uh, head of the practice.
2: Uh, they are completely different so the technical challenges are uh... I would not say like very straightforward, right? But uh, if you found the root cause, it's uh, like some kind of the logical steps to resolve this issue. Um, When we speak about the management and all these kind of things, so we are working with the people. Every person is like very individual with what they are looking for, with the expectations, etc. And uh, it's really harder to resolve issues that related to the people, because uh, first of all, you need to understand the nature of the issue. And if next steps related uh, to the issue with the another person, yeah, so we have like any kind of conflict, etc. So uh, it, it's 10 or 100 times harder than, uh, than resolving, Standard, techni- standard technical issues, bugs, whatever it is. So it's my opinion, because working with the people, it's uh, it's every time harder rather than uh, resolving the technical issues. I would not like to say that the technical issues are very simple, yeah, it's also can be very um, hard to understand the nature of the issue. Uh, to, be really hard to find the right way especially if we speak about the issues in our ar- ar- uh, architecture like the the baseline for the uh, any kind of application project or whatever but yeah so the um man- managerial stuff and the issues regarding to the people management they are like more complex and and uh, uh, it needs to like really work on 100% of your brain power uh, to understand the nature of the issue and resolve it.
1: And uh, if to talk about the technical issues you have just mentioned, (laughs) we still have a lot of interesting questions and uh, really I would like to uh, move to some technical aspects. Of our today's conversation. Uh, we all know that in any Salesforce project the choice between custom development and the implementation of a third-party tool requires careful consideration and how do you manage the trade-off the choice between custom development and using a third-party tool in Salesforce projects?
2: Um, actually, it should be not only two points but three. So, first, it's the development uh, declarative one, like using the platform uh, capabilities like the flows, uh, the process builder, some other stuff. Then, uh, custom development and third party apps. Usually, it's uh, some applications from AppExchange. And uh, so This is like the question that uh, always needs to be uh, resolved before the start of the project. Uh, But again, so let's look on this uh, from a different angles. We have some metrics that we need to consider. So first of all, it's a budget. Then it's the maintainability and probably scalability yeah, of the feature or solution that we would like to implement using some tool, like we have three tools, let's call it tools. Yeah. So we need to understand what we would like to achieve, how we can manage it in the future, we or the customer. Very simple example. For example, if we are speaking about the e-signature solutions i don't see any reason to implement your own because we already have like the docusign adobe sign like really complex applications that from my understanding fulfill all the customer needs uh and it will be like waste of time and money uh if we will start doing as the custom developer uh from the other side if we speak about the some tool of feature that customer requires us to implement and it's related to i don't know to task management or to the um, any other day-to-day operations process or invoicing so then also we need to think about like okay so the task management customer would like to track somehow uh, in a different way uh, tasks in Salesforce, uh, not as it, it uh, presented as out of the box feature. So um, definitely, it will be tons of the app exchange applications, right? But usually, it's the managed packages that you can customize, but it will uh, involve more efforts from the development side, or sometimes it will not be possible because of the manage package that you cannot change the code inside and probably some features will be not customizable by customer request because i don't remember like any application except of the some very specific one and as i uh, mentioned like docusign for the signature or conga composer for the document generation um i can't remember that the application will fulfill the customer requirements on 100 percent and the customer can like back to you and say okay that works fine but we need some adjustments specifically to our business process and if you realize that you are not able to do it because it's managed package so next steps to contact the vendor that provides it it's additional efforts additional budget etc etc in this case the custom development is the better choice. Let's try to uh, sum up it. Uh, we need to consider at least the, like three metrics it's a budget, it's maintainability, and it's scalability, depending on the current project, current customer, and what customer is expecting from this functionality. Uh, because usually, Salesforce, what, what Salesforce suggests, it's kind of first try to use that standard platform tools to implement some process feature, whatever it is. Then look onto the, the app exchange and only after that, like doing the custom coding. Because uh sometimes custom coding also not good for the customer because your customer cannot have like the Salesforce team and every change if, if the process is highly customized uh, will lead uh, the customer to additional budget spends and looking for the vendors if you are uh, like stop your relationship like two years ago etc. So every time it should be balanced and it should be decision again based uh, on the metrics that you can compare, analyze and because sometimes it can be hybrid like the custom development plus the um, development uh, using the platform tools because if you need to like simply add some field or do some simple process you can implement it as a flow that can be then easily managed by administrator but if you put all the um, business logic into the code uh, the maintenance costs the efforts will be definitely high so yeah should be balanced
0: great I guess that there was a question many people would like to know the answer but uh, it always varies from that there is no universal
2: yeah it's a, it comes with experience and uh, it's the uh, like task for the uh, lead, tech leads on the project architects to like understand like how this or that uh, task or feature will will be implemented.
0: And if you talk about implementation, um, how do you ensure that your development team is up to date with the best practices for Epic's development? And how do you approach testing and quality assurance for Salesforce projects? So,
2: well, I would say that I'm not so deeply involved in such questions. I more rely on the, like my resource managers, uh, the experienced guys who are leading the, almost all the group of the um, developers. But what we have, so we are trying to help people to be um, more familiar and be up to date, like how? First of all, we are pushing every time people to uh, pass certificates and uh, maintain certificates. So because, uh, for instance, the maintenance is a great uh, way to to know and understand what was in the previous release uh at least not for whole release it's better to read the release notes but uh, again you will find uh uh, in the trailhead when you will maintain your certification administrator or developer one uh you will find the main features uh, that you need to point your attention and sometimes even like do the practice tasks on that Um, also we are mm, prepared a lot of training and learning programs that um, can help people if even they are uh, seeing uh, or they feel that they have some gaps, any kind of area of the development in integration, in the, uh, I don't know, like front-end development with the LWC in the, working with the, some experience cloud features. Uh, we have a, the, the mentoring program where people can join and learn with the mentors, with the experienced mentors uh, in such particular area so definitely it's we have some room for the improvements and uh, I do, ha- do have some ideas about the initiatives how to like keep people up to date um, on the announcements uh, on the different notifications but yeah, so that's probably it
1: we have another one question concerning uh, different technical aspects and uh, the process of development and I would like to ask you uh, how do you usually prioritize technical debt and refactoring work in Salesforce projects?
2: Again, it's not something that I work uh, with right now, but from my experience, uh, that it should be a balance between delivering the uh, user stories, delivering the features, delivering the sprints, etc., with the fixing of the technical depth. Uh, actually, the uh, like the better solution to do not have this technical depth, right? So we will have like more time and uh, like full sprint dedicated to development of the features that need to be delivered to the customer. And uh, so, the probably first step is try to prevent this technical debt, right? So uh, for this, it should be very clear development processes that set it up on the project with the continuous integration, continuous delivery, uh, with the code reviews in place, with the static code analyzers that before you commit the code uh, or even after commit, they can show you like obvious gaps in, in in your coding right so it's the first step like well-organized development processes on a project that can like decrease the technical depth it cannot like completely remove it but it helps to like at least to avoid any like, qubit issues, uh, any kind of uh, things that not follow the Salesforce best practices that uh, can lead to the exceptions, to that can lead to the um, reaching Apex governor limits, etc. Uh, also speaking about the technical depth, it's, uh, the option number two is to sync before doing something. And it's uh, mostly related, first of all, for the Um, technical leads and the people that are acting as architects to find the right tools and how to implement this particular epic or this particular feature or whatever it is Uh, it also helps to avoid unneeded code writing etc etc so and about the prioritization so again it's it depends and it should be a balance because um our first like, task and uh, what we are looking for is to deliver some functionality to the customer in time. And if you will be focused fully on the technical depth, so definitely it will um, decrease the mm, your delivery time, your uh, amount of the delivery, because you know that when you try to fix something. Fixed technical depth it can lead to the another issues in a box in already working code so and uh, it depends on the projects and uh, I think the delivery manager together with the technical leads of the projects need to understand how it can be mm, like split uh, between split uh, sprints to not affect delivery but still working on this technical depth and it's very mm, like crucial to track this technical depth by the way because I saw some projects where like uh, all the people knows that there is a technical depth it's the the issues in I don't know with the test classes it's issues with the integration but no one tracked this and everyone knows that it is but anyone don't know like What is the amount of this and how much effort the team will need to for example fix it in the future again so like clear processes on the project especially development processes uh tracking of the technical depth and um before you are describing features start developing try to think how you will do it what issues you can have potentially and uh, Using these three pillars, I believe you can decrease the number of technical debt and work with it effects.
0: Speaking of uh, Salesforce in general, because there are so many new features, uh, what are some of these features in the latest release of Salesforce that you are most excited about?
2: Can't recognize that it was something great in the previous release in the summer uh, on the current one. Uh, but in my mind, what I have is a scale center, so it's the um, of application inside of your org that help you to track your performance so application by Salesforce for the uh, Salesforce uh, performance yeah uh, performance analyzer and I think it's great because uh, when I was a developer and this was every time the it's what well, is time effort to understand the performance of your application you need to add some addons to your browser you need to use some third-party tools etc etc it was the time consuming so i believe that this scale center will help to quickly see the performance of the whole application, not only your particular feature. It will help also to um, have a more um, clear picture about uh, Orp Health Uh, because yeah definitely if you're auditing org you can open the code you can probably see some issues you can see issues in a data structure data model but it's hard to say very quick what about the performance so uh, I didn't deep dive in this tool but I believe this tool can cover a lot of um, expectations that were previously about the how we can test performance on salesforce especially it um, i believe it's related to the integrations it's related to the work of the uh, sites that based on the experience cloud so that's that's probably the most interesting feature in summer 2023
1: Thank you very much, Eugene, a lot of uh, really uh, valuable uh, information from your side, technical information and a lot of insights from your side. And now we are moving, I guess, to the most admired part uh, of our podcast. Crucial and motivating questions for our audience is always about career advice. Uh, so I would like to ask you, what advice do you have for other engineers who may be interested in pursuing a career in Salesforce practice or management?
2: Like, First of all, uh, I don't think that uh, I can provide any kind of recommendation and suggestion that are related only to the Salesforce. It will be related to any person who would like to grow with the engineer right so it's very simple so you need to simply learn i would not say every day as you can see in some <laughs> public <laughs> and the articles but you need to constantly learn uh, all about your technology that we are working on it's the general advice for any engineer for any developer uh how to like keep your Level of the uh, knowledge on the top level. Actually, if someone would like to switch from the other technologies to the Salesforce, so like, my suggestion probably is to first of all to think about uh, that you will work with the platform that have limitations and clearly uh, check them review them and understand if you are able to work with such limitations because if we're speaking about uh, some general programming languages like java.net etc uh, a lot of things that you are limited in a salesforce are kind of ridiculous for guys from the other technologies so first of all you need to think about the if you are ready to work with the platform with the limitations etc uh but if we speak about the advantages so uh you need to know that the salesforce it's always about the business so we are working on the projects that related to cover some business needs and uh you will not work with the um, i know some creation of the fancy applications like startups etc Most of all, it's a work with the uh, business clients, uh, a lot of stuff related to the legacy code, etc. But in the same time, it's interesting because you are you can uh, familiarize yourself with some business areas that you are mm, probably cannot meet uh, if you are like working as the only developer who are creating sites or some things that are not related to the business processes. And uh, it's my recommendation for all developers who is working on any project, on any technology, if you are uh, developing some feature, you're writing a code, try to think uh, from the business perspective what this feature gives you to your customer uh, from the business point of view. It's not only like integrate this system and this system but try to understand why this integration happens or uh, what kind of the processes behind this. So it helps you like, to grow not only as a technical guy, but also as a person who understand that some business domains, etc. And probably in the future, it will help you to switch to the architect role. Because the architects, it's usually people who not only know very clear uh, and on a good level the technical details they understand this and that in a, from the business side at least some basic processes how, how it works in healthcare how it works in insurance uh, second part managers again so if you would like to switch to the manager you need to ask yourself if you are ready to work with the people because manager it's uh, always work with the people resolving some i don't know issues gaps uh encouraging someone to do something because it's um, easy to do something by yourself because, okay, I need to do it, I like to do it, etc. But it's more harder to encourage someone to do this, especially when person is not interested. So you need to think that you uh, need to be ready to try to understand the people motivation, play with this motivation, etc. And uh, one more important point that the manager role It's a role where you will not be told by anyone in 80% what you need to do. So you need to uh, understand the direction. And let's say, prepare the tasks by yourself to yourself. No one will tell you that you need to do this and that. It's not like a task in a Jira that described by the business analyst that you need to implement feature that needs to support the following, um, for example, sub features. So every time you need to look on the organization, uh, you need to understand what the like the weak points of i don't know different processes staffing, uh learning etc and you need to like build a roadmap and improve such things so again it's it's the work that not related to the like you received task you did it completed not it can be constantly um constant process of the delivering some tasks some uh, processes in your organization without uh, I would not say that uh, completely without any guidance because all the managers has also managers but uh, again the main point that you need to be uh, proactive you don't uh, you are not uh, looking on and you are not uh, sitting uh, and uh, waiting for the, any tasks that will someone give to you. You need to generate these tasks for yourself, for your team and implement them. So that's the very important point if you would like to go into the managerial role. So first of all, you need to be ready to work with the people not only with your pool, with the other managers with, uh, from the different organization uh, inside of your organization, from organization outside your organization. Uh, and also you need to be uh, ensure that you are proactive and you can understand what needs to be done for organization and start implementation of it without any kind of like direct guidance please organize the learnings for the Salesforce practice. It's not how it works.
0: Thank you so much for uh, such... uh, I think that's the fullest answer we've ever gotten to such a question, so we can close this question now. (laughs) Uh, Okay, and uh, speaking about Salesforce, um, what still excites you about the platform and uh, maybe some Future features you would like to see uh, as a leader uh, and maybe as an engineer as well. What cool um, functionality of Salesforce uh, is still like uh, curious for you?
2: Actually, like I'm excited that if we compare like Salesforce 10 years ago when I just joined this Salesforce uh, world and what we have right now, I'm excited how platform. Now that Salesforce, that covers almost all, I believe all, the business needs, uh, starting from the sales service, finishing with the uh, marketing and the usage of the artificial intelligence and uh, BI tools, uh, because the Tableau was acquired by Salesforce. So, and I'm excited that platform is growing. Um, I'm very curious what will be next, because if now, like all the business needs are covered with a bunch of different platforms, I'm curious what will be next. I see that the Salesforce right now trying to combine the different products in the, some specific um, solutions that can be uh, provided to the customer. For example, it's the data cloud that uh, unites the CDP and some other features. It's the revenue cloud that was presented probably already two years ago that includes CPQ as the main platform and some other features. Um, also, um, I'm excited that the salesforce also focused on the industrial solutions so I'm referring to the velocity uh, and the different velocity products that are fully focused on the industries like healthcare insurance wealth management etc so that that's what I like that's uh, why I'm excited um, by working in this ecosystem, um yeah so what i'm expecting again i i'm curious because looks like all this stuff is covered probably it's uh as we have right now in all the technologies more usage of the gpt stuff but yeah, so that's that's it i believe
0: Uh, finalizing our today's um, great episode. Uh, We always ask these questions our guests because we are fascinated about who they are, not only what they do. So, uh, Eugene, would you mind sharing with us uh, your favorite book, your favorite movie and your favorite song?
2: I would say it's two books. It's The Master Margarita and uh, Lord of the Rings, the trilogy. Uh, the movie also Lord of the Rings uh, The Sun uh, Ramstein Sonne.
1: And thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, I think that this talk was full of insights about career transition, organizational management, engineering, and Salesforce solutions. We hope that this discussion has provided you with valuable information and has sparked new ideas for your own professional journey, because there are endless opportunities waiting for us. Thank you very much and have a nice day and stay with us.
2: (laughs) Thank you all. Thank you for your both Olga and Olga for the, um, this podcast and I hope it will be interesting for our listeners. And if you have any questions to me directly, so you can find me in LinkedIn or if you are a farmer, you can find me in our telescope.
0: Thank you. Uh, Thank you to our listeners. And as always, if you like what we do, do not forget to share it, like on all platforms. And if you'd like to also share your experience, then reach out to us on LinkedIn or wherever you can and become our next guest. Bye-bye.